Hallelujah, hallelujah. Doubly focused. We're doubly focused on you. Looking away, looking away, looking away, looking away. Here's how it reads in the King James. Lay aside every sin and weight that does so easily beset you. And run with patience the race that is set before you. Looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Consider him like we're going to do in Holy Communion in just a moment. That suffered such a great contradiction of sinners. Where did that occur? It occurred when they nailed him to the cross. When they hurled those insults at him. When they beat him when they spit upon him when they put the crown of thorns upon his head the next time you get focused on you it's time to look past your pain and your pressure to the one that suffered and died for you amen your faith will come up in him and whatever you're going through you will have what you need to get through it praise god because you'll be looking unto jesus (laughs) hallelujah and when you Oh, let me put it in the, in the Hebrew, it expanded the amplified. Looking away. Now that's difficult. You've got to commit to it. Looking away from all that will distract and look, setting your gaze upon Jesus. This is a discipline and a devotion. Sometimes you've got to turn the television off, not just down. Sometimes you've got to turn people off. When the evil report comes, whatsoever is not of faith is what? What is it? Is it just no big deal? No, it's a sin. Because it's taken away from the faithfulness of God. Making us question the faithfulness of God. Amen. An evil report kept millions of people out of the promised land. Amen. They wandered in the wilderness. They didn't have to, but they believed the wrong report. But Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit. They saw the same giants, but they didn't magnify them. They saw the same armies, but they didn't glorify them. Can you say, man, they saw the same walled cities, but you know what they said? We're well able. (laughs) If God is going to give it to us, then we're well able to go over and possess the land. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You see, God had already, what kind of land was it? It's called what kind of land? The what? Say it. The promised land. The promised land and the promises of God are yea and amen to them that believe that he'll deliver on it. Hallelujah. Irregardless of the giants, irregardless of the circumstances, irregardless of the fierce armies, irregardless of the walled cities. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he not said it and shall he not do it? I'm going to hold him to it today. Can you say amen? <laughs> if God put it in his word, he's bound himself to it. Praise God. Can you say amen? That's why we can stand upon it. But you've got to look away from every other report but his. Amen. Because there's always going to be an option to choose. 
can you say, man, they chose to believe the evil report. They said, it's just like God said. Oh, it's a wonderful land. It flows with milk and honey. The grapes, they brought them back to taste them. They could taste it, but they couldn't eat it and go get it. (laughs) They brought back grapes, such a big thing of grapes. It took two men to carry it. Just one bow of grapes. But they said, we can't have it. Because there's fierce armies and there's giants. The son of Anak live in that land. And here's something real important before we sing this song. Stay focused on Jesus today. Very important. They said, when we went over and saw how big those giants were, how mighty their cities were, how fierce their armies were in the way of what God promised, we were... This is their confession of fear. We were as grasshoppers. We were as grasshoppers. God's covenant people saw themselves as grasshoppers before the enemy. Listen to this. Don't miss this. Your enemy sees you as you see yourself. You want to hear that from the Word? You want to hear the Word at all? Okay. You may not want to hear what the Word says, but your enemy, when you open your mouth, you let your enemy know who you think you are. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We were as grasshoppers before them. Listen to the rest of that confession. And so were we in their sight. You know something? They were wrong. Those people in that land feared them. The devil got them to believe a lie. They were praying and hoping that they didn't come over that river. Because they said they got a history. Those people have a history. They have a legacy. This is not just any people coming over here. This is people that have a history of a God who fights for them. Can you say man? Hallelujah. They've got a history when they're right with their God. No one can defeat them. If they come over here, there's no way. That's why Rahab put out the the red cords. They're coming and they'll take it. Because nobody can stop them if they don't stop themselves and doubt God. Nobody can keep them from the promise of God. Can you say man? Hallelujah. 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 I'm not a grasshopper today before mine enemies. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm one of the covenant children. And you know what? I've been reading. I've been reading my promises. I've been, I've been reading the promises. Glory to God. Amen. Whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises. I want them all. Glory to God, glory to God, there's power in that name. Let's have just a moment to reflect. If there's any sin or hindrance, everything is not sin. You can't qualify it as sin in Scripture. But there are things that are in the way of running this race the way we're supposed to run it. 
And it's those things that keep us from being doubly focused on Jesus. It's those things. Lay aside every sin and wait. And wait. The last thing a runner wants is a backpack full of stones. Can you say amen? He'll never rent, he'll never finish the race, let alone win the race. He just won't finish because he will become weary and he will stop running. So lay aside every sin in the weight that does so what? The devil's got it easy because we've filled our backpack with stuff that's in the way that keeps us from being focused on the Lord. Amen. We're the ones that don't enter into our closet consistently to not just make petition but to receive strength from the lord in that fellowship that intimacy that's why i told him i'm not going to make this a heavy hard thing i want to i want to take my coffee and have it with you i mean i love my wife and we'll have coffee many many times but this morning i'm coming to church to preach the gospel and there's people going to come in with backpacks full of stones How do you know? Because it will crush you down. The joy, the enthusiasm, the energy, the passion to worship just flat out won't be there because you're too busy trying to cope with all that stuff. And it's time to unload it. Can you say, man, it's just time to unload it. Some of you pulled a U-Haul full. Thank you for the deafening sound out there. Your silence was so loud. I know it struck a nerve. There's a shed out there that we're unloading a little at a time. Terry wants to do his part. So if you saw him out there, we put everything in the shed that was in all the back rooms. And now we've got to get it out of the shed into the dumpster little by little. So we drove up this morning. He's pulling the ox out of the ditch. Amen. He's throwing junk into the dumpster. And one of these days, if he keeps unloading that thing full of junk, there won't be any junk in it anymore. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of us have got. Two TVs. That filled it up, didn't it? Because those are, those are big TVs, and we'll be praying for his hernia before we leave today. Amen. Uh, you better get help next time. I don't want to play, pray for your old hernia. Praise God. Amen. Because they're heavy. Ask Willie. He helped us get them out there, and he had a two-wheel thingy-majigging, and he knew how to flip it up on there. But to pick it up and throw it in there, stop it. <laughs> Amen. Get some help, brother. God is good. Amen. How many want to unload something right now? This is a time of reflection. If there's any sin, Lord, we confess it. We confess it before you. If there's something that we can remove so we can run this race, a weight, Lord, we want to get rid of it. We want to unload our backpack right now. In fact, we want to lay the backpack down. We don't need that thing for anything because we're in a race. And now we can see the finish line closer than it was when we began. For now is our salvation nearer than when we started all of this. Help us, Lord, to get everything out of the way that's in the way. Oh, Father, help us to get everything out of the way that's in the way of your help, your blessing, your strength, your power in our life. 
right now we 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 reflect upon how we used to run and how fast we ran for you lord there are people not even in the race at all anymore they just talk fondly of you and they usually talk of the old days when they they did this and god did that lord we we're looking for you to move in our day so we open our life before you we confess our sins we lay aside the weights and we focus doubly on jesus today so to help us do that jesus said when he ripped that loaf of bread apart knowing what was coming this is my body which is broken for you would you please break the wafer thank you father He said, every time you eat this, remember me. Remember me. Doubly focus on me on the cross, giving my life for you. Thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you for it today. You may eat the bread. He walked past the first cup, the second cup. There were four cups at that cedar, that meal they were eating, that Passover. And he picked up the third cup. It's very significant because it was called the cup of redemption. And we are redeemed by one element, one element only, and that is the shed blood of Jesus. He held that cup up and said, This is the New Testament, the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for the sins of many. As often as you drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death. You proclaim it publicly until he comes. You may drink the cup. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are glad you're saved in this room today? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We're going to receive our offering. And we're going to have a short time in the Word of God, which you know means absolutely nothing. I hope you're hungry for the Word of God. It'll be a lamp to your feet, a light to your pathway. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You got one? All right. Go right ahead. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we bless this offering as we come and bring, as we've just offered ourselves to you a living sacrifice. We give of our substance, and we want to thank you for blessing us to give today. We want to thank you for your work that is ongoing. I want to say this just before the song plays and we bring our offering. Tuesday morning, I was able to sit down with with the uh, CEO of All Pro Pastors and and speak live uh, to ministers that are waiting for that live broadcast in Pakistan. If you don't know, Pakistan is a hotbed for the Taliban and all of those other 
radical religious systems, uh, terrorism. But for to be a Christian pastor in those areas, you've got to lay your life on the line every single day. And what a privilege it was to be able to minister in Pakistan live Tuesday morning right here in a studio. Uh, And so I just want you to know what God is doing with this little ministry. It may be little because of us. We're small in number, but it's not little in scope. I don't see myself as a grasshopper. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. And the devil knows I don't see myself as a grasshopper. And that's why when we move from here, we're looking to reach more and more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. You say you're not, you're not young and you're not with it. You'd be surprised how with it I am. Can you say amen? (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is good today. So, Father, we thank you for outreach. Doors that are opening. We thank you for doors that are opening. Lord, you could could raise up anyone, oh, Father, but you've chosen because we are willing to walk through those doors by faith and reach the world. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. And, And, Father, you're in that business. Glory be to God. Go into all the world, you said, and preach the gospel to every creature. And when they did it, it said the Lord working with them. Confirming the word with signs following. Praise God. Amen. I just drank healing in my body. I don't know what you did with that juice and that wafer. But I was focused on the blood and body of Jesus Christ and what it's done for me. I want to talk to you just a few minutes, maybe 20 minutes. If you give me grace for 30 minutes, praise God. On the threefold blessing of the blood atonement. One of the great redemptive words in the Bible is atonement. A sacrifice had to be offered. Don't get caught up in the cradle and miss the cross this Christmas. Most people are going to look at the manger scene and get a sentimental feeling. And I know the message of the poor Jesus. There was no room for him in the inn. And, you know, make room for him in your heart. It's a good message, but it's not going to bring faith into your life or healing or deliverance into your life. We should care about this babe in the manger. But if he didn't go to the cross, grow up and go to the cross, there's no salvation in the baby in the manger. No one would be saved by a baby in the manger. Whether it was God or not wouldn't matter. He came to be the Lamb of God. And if he didn't go to the cross and pay the price, no one could be saved. And the best illustration, it was a little Spanish church in in Plant City near the Tooth Caboose, if you know where that is. So a little church set over there. It was one church and then another God. It became a little Spanish church. And I love the way they did Christmas. Because they had the manger scene set up with hay and the baby and, you know, this, the, the figures set up. And they had a wooden cross that they had made laying down so that one part of the cross was touching the ground. And they put the spotlight in front of the cross. And it illuminated the manger scene. 
But because it was in front of the cross illuminating, the manger scene had the shadow of a cross cast upon it. What an illustration of what Christmas really is. Three kings came, and by the way, they're always here with the shepherds, and just for the, don't get caught up in all the technicalities, but they didn't have names. They did not have names. They are not named in Scripture. You said, well, one of them was Belshazzar, and one of them was so-and-so. No, somebody laid that on them. There's nothing in your Bible about that. There's not even anything in your Bible that says there was three of them. Could have been two of them give three gifts. Could have been eight of them give three gifts. I'm ruining Christmas for somebody. I'm ruining. See, I want you to get the real deal here today. I mean, I don't want you to get, oh, it ain't right. There's three kings there. I ain't going to church there no more. No, come on. Quit that stuff. That's nonsense. But we're not looking for the sentimental. We're looking for the truth that can set us free. We're not fo- Listen, if you need healing, don't focus on the baby in the manger. But the man that hung on the cross and took the stripes in Pilate's hall. Hallelujah. So my message has changed. So let's just let the Holy Ghost loose here today and go with him. Praise God. We three kings of Oriadar bearing gifts we traverse afar. That's a beautiful song. What a sentiment. Jesus was a toddler by the time the kings got there. Months later. It didn't all occur at the same time. What happened that night was shepherds only. And by the way, since we're talking about shepherds, I've heard this. and People get caught up. It can't be December. Of course, it probably wasn't December. Uh, the the sheep were not out in the fields in the dead of winter in Israel, except for particular peculiar sheep. You see, temple worship didn't stop for the winter. And people brought their sheep to be offered during temple worship. And they were corralled and kept by temple shepherds. They were keeping the sheep that were to be slaughtered as a sin offering. So the shepherds that the angels chose to tell were the temple shepherds. Because what was born in that manger was already the Lamb of God. He was born under the shadow of the cross. And the gifts really represent that that the kings brought when he was a toddler. Gold was offered for sure. Gold was offered. By the way, the kings may not have even been kings. They were called magi in the scripture. They were actually wise men, not magicians now, magi. They were wise men that really groomed and taught kings the wisdom they needed to rule righteously. And God, and they were astronomers, not astrologers. There's a vast difference. Don't, don't try to blend your faith in God with astronomy. You say, well, I was born under the sign of the fish. That's why I likes to fish. Where's Terry? <laughs> and he was born in the sign of the fish. That's why he likes to eat them. Amen. No, no, no. The Bible said literally in the book of Isaiah, stand now. 
with thy stargazers. Stand now with thine enchanters. In other words, if you're going to look to them, you can't look to him. They won't blend. You have to keep your faith pure and focused in God alone. And see if they can deliver you. And the monthly prognosticators. These are the people that are telling you each month what, you're, what, what to expect. And they usually put it in the paper and they put it on television and, the, and all this junk is out there. And there are Christians, believe it or not, that don't know their Bible, that think they can blend all these things of the world with the things of God. And it's like oil and water. It will not blend. You can't have both worlds. You say, I want to know what's going to happen. Oh, I'm, I was born under this sign. Listen, when no matter what sign you were born under, when you got saved, you got a new sign. Amen. And it's the cross of Jesus Christ. I, I, I had a young lady one time that backslid and got involved in alcoholism. And you know what she said? Because she was raised in Sunday school and church. She became a young woman and couldn't wait to get off from work to get in the bar for the happy hour. And I'm going to tell you something. When you fall away from God, amen, you, you're looking for happiness somewhere. And you're not going to find it from five to seven. Amen. If it don't last all day, you ain't got it at all. And if you have to numb yourself to the hurt and emptiness of your life, you don't have anything. But here was her excuse. My, my lineage is Irish. And we all know what drunks the Irish are. Well, I'm English and Irish. English on my daddy's side and Irish on my mama's side. And I can tell you right now, amen, when I got saved... I got a new lineage. I got a brand new family tree. Glory be to God. You know what the Bible says about you as a Christian right now? The Bible said, they that are of the household of faith, raise, raise your hand if you're a Christian today. Amen. See, Jew or Greek don't matter anymore. For in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek. Now, concerning the nation of Israel, yes, but concerning Christ and our relationship to Him, no. There's neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, male nor female, for we are one in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And they, therefore, they that are of the household of faith, according to Galatians, are Abraham's seed by faith. And the blessing... Of faithful Abraham has come upon them. Glory be to God. Amen. We used to sing, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed, 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 blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. We have God's favor. We are covenant children of the Most High God. And it's a better covenant established on better promises. Hallelujah. I am the seed of Abraham. And his blessing rests on me. See? Is anybody here the seed of Abraham? Let's try that. I am the seed of Abraham. I'm throwing you off key. I, I am the seed of Abraham. And his blessing rests on me. You ever sung that lately? You ever said it lately? Did you ever embrace that fact? What good is it to be the seed of Abraham if it don't mean anything to us? It's got to become meaningful. Amen. If we're the seed of Abraham and His blessing has come upon us, we ought to be open for that blessing. Not just hoping for it. We ought to be open for it. Amen. 
Brother Bimble, I need this, I need that. Well, you're the seed. And the promise is to the seed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Even to a thousand generations, that promise is intact. There's some stuff that belongs to you. It's yours. Hallelujah. If, if, if you had a relative that died and left you a million dollars, and someone, a lawyer, you got a certified letter from a lawyer that told you that this person has left you one million dollars, what would you do about it? You'd go get it? If you knew it was yours and someone left it to you, you wouldn't just sit there and complain about your bald tires? Amen? <laughs> like my tires used to be, Maypops. That's not a brand of tire. That's tires so slick they may pop at any time. Don't have to run over a nail. See the air through them. Amen. You know they're ready to pop. They are popped. What, what difference does it make? You are the seed of Abraham. And the blessings of faithful Abraham have come upon you. So what does that do? What does that mean? Some people would rather I run around the aisle and you didn't learn anything. Just won't see me shout. Amen. Seeing me shout won't heal you. Seeing me shout won't help you. But if you get in the Word of God and find out it's yours and get enough faith to go get it. Brother Taylor said it right up, straight up. Go get it. What would you do if you had it? I'd go get it. I wouldn't sit back and complain about my condition. If I'm the seed of Abraham, can you say, man, I'm not a grasshopper before my giants. Can you say, man, no, I'm a man of God, not because I'm a preacher, but because I'm the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. Praise God. Your lineage goes back to David. King David, you're of royal blood. Hallelujah. You can't be saved and not be part of the family. When you get saved and God becomes your father, what do you become? An heir of God. Now we, collectively, corporately, it doesn't matter where you are in your spiritual walk. The day after you get saved, now, that's your now. Now we are what? We're poor, struggling Christians. Just trying to make it through the day and hoping the devil don't kill us before next Sunday. No. That is not us. That is not an accurate portrait of who we are. Hallelujah. By the way, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your enemy sees you as you see yourself. You're going to have to see yourself mighty and conquering over your enemy to ever have a victory in your life. Can you say amen? Listen to me carefully. You either are the seed or you're not the seed. You're either a son or you're not a son because he has no stepchildren. Amen. I like what one man said. At least he acknowledged he was in the body of Christ because you've been baptized into one body, both Jew and Greek, male and female, bond and free. You were not just baptized in water into a church organization. You were baptized by the Holy Spirit into one 
body. And what body have you been baptized into? The body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. What does that mean? When Jesus said, amen, that, that he hath put all things. This is Paul's prayer. What an intercession for the church in the book of Ephesians. I bow my knees to my, the, the, my father. And this is how he prayed for the church, not just for that church, but the church and the church, meaning the body of believers today. He said, I pray, father, I pray that they would come to understand the power that was demonstrated in your resurrection to usward who believe. I want them to get that. I want them to understand and comprehend that. I pray that you would grant unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him that they may know. Can you say, man? Why do people perish that have a covenant with God? Why are people being destroyed that have a covenant with Almighty God? Because of a lack of knowledge. If you don't know you got a million dollars, you can't go get it. But if you know you got it, I believe that you might just go get it. So he said to me, in order for you to know, you need to come to church so you know something more when you left than you did when you walked in. Paul said, the reason I have victory is because of what I know and who I know. I know whom I have believed. And through that knowledge of Him, I am persuaded that He is able. And that word able is in the context and connotation of faithful and able. Amen. Because if He's able and not faithful, it won't do you any good. But if He's faithful and able, hallelujah, and you put your trust in it, something's going to change in your life. Can you say amen? And the first thing that's going to change is your mind. As a man thinketh in his heart, don't think of this beating heart or your spirit. Because you don't think with your spirit. You think with your mind. It's how it's used. It's interchangeable. There are people right now whose mind is a thousand miles away. You're already distracted. The devil's got you to where he can just use anything in the world to get your mind somewhere else than where it ought to be. Your mind is on your problem, your pressure, your situation. And you know what's happening right now? The Word of God that can bring 30, 60, and 100. It's never 20. It's never 15. It's certainly never zero. Amen. The least it can do in you is 30-fold. If your bank account was increased by 30-fold, would you feel something has changed? Have $30? <laughs> At least you go to Mickey D's after church, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Do something different. Something would change. Give me five. <laughs> what would happen? What would happen? Now you are the sons of God. And if you're sons of God, you're an heir of God. And if you're an heir of God, you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Wow! Say it backwards. Wow! 
was with Jesus that looked like they've lost their best friend. That live like they don't have any covenant at all. We just celebrated the blood covenant today. And by the way, if you want to know how good it is, go back to the old covenant and see what David got under the old covenant. And realize that we have a better covenant established on better promises. For the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than that of bulls and goats. Can you say man? Well, can I tell you what they got under bulls and goats? One person. All I need is one person to keep me going. Can you say man? Thank you, Terry. Amen. I'll pay you after service. Hallelujah for that amen. Listen, you want to get this. I want to get this. Somebody should have told me this when I got saved. I wouldn't wasted so much time grubbing around for crumbs and singing sentimental songs that were unbiblical. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. And you know what? He feels so sorry for you and me because we're such a pathetic, messed up group, his children. Standing somewhere in the shadows, he's just, oh, Lord, they're such bad shape. A devil is tromping on them. I feel so sorry for them. Bless their poor old hearts. He's the only one that cares and understands. He's over in the shadows saying, oh, Lord, this, oh, my, oh, oh, come on, church. I can't sing that with you. He's not in the shadows. He's in the center. Hallelujah. Where two or more gathered in his name, is he in the shadows or is he right there in the middle, in the midst? Hallelujah. Praise God. And what happens when you believe on him and trust him? He said, I and my father will come unto him. And we will stand in the shadows or stand off somewhere uninvolved, sit aloof, apart from them. No, right in the midst, I and my Father will come in. I and my Father will come in and we will make our abode with Him. Hallelujah. 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 So it, these are tis or taint scriptures. And they've got to be embraced at some point. We can't be living as if we don't have a father. Jesus said, I go to my father and your father. And when you pray, acknowledge that truth. Before you make any petition, before you try to use your faith, acknowledge your standing with God in your covenant through the blood. Our Father. Not the force, but the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you cry, and it's a word that is so intimate, angels could not use it. But we can. Jesus was the only one qualified to use it in the term that I'm going to give you. But we now can use it. In one of the Gospels, when Jesus needs the support of his Father, in his humanity, he didn't use his divinity. He had to suffer like a sinner, lost and apart from God. And he cried, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. 
which being interpreted, my, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But knowing what was coming in the garden, he said, Abba, Father. He didn't just say, Father. He said, Abba, Father. That's an intimate term. It's an Aramaic term that was used in that day for two syllables, acknowledging a father by a child who first recognizes who his father is. Two syllable, easy for a child to utter. Abba. Abba. What's the equivalent in our generation? With no disrespect to God, what is the equivalent? Dada. Jesus says, Dada. Father. Why would he do that? Because standing in your strength facing things this great in your humanity is impossible. You need your Father to support you. And you need to know Him on a level of intimacy. I never one time, I never one time went in my dad's home and addressed him as father. He was my daddy. Now, we don't want to be informal or irreverent, but let me tell you what the Scripture said. You need this concept crystallized on the inside of you. The Bible said we have been given, the Holy Spirit Himself is the spirit of a adoption. And because we've been adopted into the family of God. We cry, Abba, Father. We cry what only Jesus could cry and no angels can cry. Talk about a privilege and a, a relationship with God. I see such sadness. Sadness, brokenness. <laughs> Somebody said, stay away from negative people. I thought I can't go to church. Come on, let's be honest today. I can't go to church if I have to stay away from negative people because a lot of people sitting in church are very negative. Just hang out at church for a while. They'll show up. Amen? How can I look away from all that will distract when there's so many evil reports? Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. All ye land. Sinners gates with in his course with, Pray. come before his presence with, singing. Hallelujah. Always, 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 always making melody in your heart to the Lord. What would happen if the church starts singing instead of sighing? What would happen? If we shouted again, would walls fall down again? When they shouted, walls fell down. I'm not talking about emotional, goose pimply stuff. I'm talking about shouting victory because you are a victor and not a victim. Hallelujah. 
in Jesus Christ today. Brother Terry, I feel this today. I may be the only one getting lifted up, but I need it today. If you don't get it, I need some good news. I need somebody to tell me who I am, what I have in Christ. Hallelujah. If there's a promised land, I want to go. Oh, by the way, you don't get the promised land served to you. You have to go get it. Oh, Brother Vimble, wish you hadn't said that. Because I've been waiting a long time for God to give me that promise. Well, you would have been one of the crowd sitting back there. Because he said, when you cross over Jordan, and you've got to cross over Jordan. Amen. And when they decided to cross over Jordan, the water parted for them. When they decided to take the land, the walls fell down. When they decided to go get it, no enemy could stop them from having it. But they had to decide to go get it. And he said, here's how you get it. Every, first, you can't get anything that isn't his will. But you, oh yeah, you got it. Come on, show us. He, he's ahead of me. Hallelujah. He said, listen, you know the river Euphrates? You know this way? You know that way? These are the perimeters of the promised land. He said, it's all yours. They don't know it yet, but you know it because I've given it to you. Amen. And he said, everywhere that the soles of your feet, in the perimeters, you can't have anything you want, but you can have everything he wills. Can you say amen? Everywhere the sole of your feet touches when you go over into that land within the area that I've designated by promise to you anything that's in the way I'm going to move out of the way but you've got to go over there and you've got to walk it out hallelujah that's mine 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 everybody say go get it If it's mine, I want it. And I don't just want it for me. I want it for the name of the one that I represent. My God is a great God. My God is a gracious God. My God is a good God. My God is a faithful God. My God is a healer. I want it. My God is a deliverer. I want it. But I can't. I want it. I preached in a Baptist church and hollered in the microphone. Sound man had a headset on. Probably blew out an eardrum. It never heard anybody scream in church. But I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I can't contain it. How can you just be nonchalant? I worked for Tampa Electric in the light of all of this truth. I worked for Tampa Electric for years, five years, out on a line crew. And two linemen went up. They were trying to, and it was a call out because the pole had been knocked down. And we were trying to get everything back to normal. They were up there working. And they cross-phased two lines, 7,620 volts in your regular line, 69,000 in the carrier line, 100 and something thousand in the other line. But 7,620 volts, that's a lot of power. And they cross-phased, which means they got two wires that hit together. 
And there was this big, and this big ball of fire. And they dropped down in their buckets from the ball of white fire, from all of that electricity. (laughs) And they slowly came up (laughs) with singed eyebrows. They had on hard hats, but singed eyebrows. And I'll tell you, when they come down, you can smell that old hair burning. And they were just glad it wasn't them. It wasn't skin. But when they came up, it was dead silence. We didn't know if they were hurt or not. And they did something wrong, so they didn't know if they were going to get hollered at or written up. So they, they were very quiet. And they came up, and you could hear a pin drop. And one of them, they were both looking at each other to see if it, it, each other were hurt. <laughs> and the one of them said, just act nonchalant. Which simply means just act like nothing happened. You know what the devil wants the church to do in the light of all of this truth that we have right there in front of us in the Word? He wants us to just be nonchalant. Amen. I'm a son of the living God. If you found out in your lineage that you were the son of John D. Rockefeller, it would be a big deal. Wouldn't it? I don't want to tell you my venerable stories, but if I found out that that I was in a lineage from some guy that had left me something, I would go and get it. I wouldn't just sit there and be nonchalant. I would get excited. I would really be excited. Oh, Brother Bumble, you're materialistic. No, I'm just not stupid. I've seen some people one big bunch of money what are you going to do? Well, I don't know, I guess. I guess I might take a trip. <laughs> might, go, might go to Dollywood. I don't know. I've never been to Dollywood. You don't need that money. You can't appreciate it. <laughs> Amen. It's not being materialistic. It's getting what is yours. So when the, someone said the church lives beneath her privilege of power, the church is weak and anemic because she lives beneath her privilege of power. How many believe the church at large is weak and anemic? How do you know? Because in life, in the difficulties of life, the challenges of life, We fare no different than the world about us. We fare no different when we're sick. We fare no different when we're depressed. We fare no different when we're defeated. You can't tell us from the world when we go to work. I'm not just talking about the way you wear your hair or your clothes. I'm talking about the way you follow Christ. And the way you represent Him. The divorce rate is same as the world. No difference for the children of the Most High God. None, statistically. We keep losing ground. Losing ground. Instead of taking ground for Christ. Ministry 
is no different. It's not just in the pew. It's in the pulpit as well. Those who should lead us and be an example to us, not being a Lord over God's heritage, but an example to the flock. I want to model this. I told the Lord the other day, I don't want victory for me. I want it for your honor. I want it for your praise. I want it for your glory. Can you say man? I'm not fighting so I can watch TV without pain. That's not why I'm fighting the good fight of faith. I'm fighting the good fight of faith to verify to all who will listen that the God I serve is the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is not old and weak, and Jesus has not changed. Hallelujah. The 21st century hasn't taxed God. He hasn't hit a wall. The church has hit the wall of doubt. The church has hit the wall of unbelief. But God has not changed. There are no walls to Him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't lay down and roll over. Don't give up. Don't give in. You're a child of the Most High God. You are an heir, therefore, of God. And you are a joint heir with Jesus. Joint heir with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Joint heir with Jesus. Glory to God. Don't be nonchalant. Amen. Embrace that truth. Hallelujah. Jesus said, you know... I've been doing all the heavy lifting here. You haven't. You, one of these days, I'm not going to be right here physically with you. And you're going to need a relationship with the Father. Amen. He said, heretofore, you haven't asked anything in His name. You've come to me to stop the storm and do stuff. But you've not talked directly to the Father in my name. Heretofore, you've asked nothing in the Father, nothing in my name. Ask that you might receive. Listen to this. So that your joy might be full. When you start getting, and I start getting answers to prayer, you can't help but have joy. Listen, heaviness in the heart of a man Causes it to do what? And your body language will follow your heart sooner or later. Amen. When nobody's watching, you can be you, the real you, the real me, the one my dog sees. <laughs> Lift up the hands that hang down. Strengthen the feeble need, lest it be turned out of the way. You've got to deal with discouragement or it'll deal with you. It'll turn you out of the race. It'll put you out of the running. It'll, it'll defraud you from what is yours in Jesus Christ. Discouragement will defraud you from believing God for what belongs to you. And you'll live like a pauper spiritually, though you be rich. Hello? Heaviness in the heart of a man causes it to stoop, but when the desire cometh. When the desire cometh. When that that you desire of God is manifest. When it comes. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
gladness and the sound of joy is going to be heard in the house of God. Hallelujah. There's going to be victory again. And the devil doesn't want They're going to be singing again instead of sighing. Amen. Best illustration I saw is a little boy. He's looking in a pet shop back in the 40s. He's looking in a pet shop with a thick plate glass window. And there's a, there's a basket of puppies sitting in the window. Aww. Everybody say, aww. Amen. That's what they say when they see my doggie. When I go to the bank, drive through the drive through window. Everybody's, the bank teller says, oh, amen. I drive through any drive through It gets them. They never say that about me, but they always say it about my puppy. Amen. Yeah, oh, he's, he's long, but he's short, and he's sweet, and he's just so kissable and huggable. Oh, that's right. And he knows how to beg. He goes into the beg mode. But there's a little boy with his face pressed up against that plate glass window. And one of those puppies has got out of the basket and he's got his face pressed up to that window. And he's licking the window, wanting to give sugar to the boy. Wanting to give sugar to the boy. And the boy wants to hug the puppy. But that plate glass, cold plate glass window is keeping them from making contact. And you know what? Unbelief and doubt when we get in God's presence is like a cold plate glass window. Because in His presence, in His presence, when you can enter in and sense His presence, is fullness Again, answered prayer brings it. The presence of God brings it. we got the promise of both as His children. Hallelujah. In His presence is fullness of... And at His right hand are... Pleasures forevermore. It gets so good you don't want to leave when church is over. Listen, right now, right now, they are long gone all over this city. At a gnat's eyebrow past 12, they're ready to run because there ain't nothing to hold them there. They've endured that hour. They don't know who they are in Jesus. They don't care. Amen. They're ready to go and do their thing. They just want God to show up and show out when they have a need. But there's no time to seek him out. There's no time to spend in his presence. Can you say amen? I don't want the people that don't have time to invest. I don't want them in this building or any other that we go to. Because you know what? I don't want to watch them fail. I don't want to watch them fall apart. I don't want to watch the devil destroy them. I've seen it. I don't want to see no more. I don't want to see any more victims of the devil's work. I want to see some victors because of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Give him a hand clap. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you're going to go where I'm going, but I'm going to go get it. Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit. They said, let's go up at once. Let's don't be tentative. Let's don't wait. We are well able. He that brought us out 
is well able to bring us in. Can you say amen? Give God a hand clap and stand to your feet today. Hallelujah. Nothing but the blood. Do you have that somewhere? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What good is being a son of God if we're going to be nonchalant? <laughs> what, what possible good is being the seed of Abraham if we're not going to pursue the blessings of Abraham? Before we go home, let me give you the bull and goat covenant that we have a better covenant than. David, under that covenant, said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name, and forget not His benefits. The blessings of being in covenant with God. Say it with me. The blessings of being in covenant with God. And what kind of covenant was it? It wasn't the blood of Jesus. He hadn't come. He hadn't shed His blood. It was the old covenant. It was based on animal sacrifices. We have a new covenant. A better covenant. Established on better promises. For the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than that of bulls and goats. So whatever I'm going to read you, we got something way better. Are you ready for the bull and goat covenant? Are you ready? Say I'm ready and we'll go home quicker. Ah, there you go. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I'd jump on this with both feet. I'd be on this like flies on a flat-footed flugel horse. Can you remember to write it down? Okay. I see people taking notes. I don't see anybody writing. He said, I'd write it down so I can throw it away. Anyway, all right, there's an honest man. (laughs) Come on, Elaine. We're the children of the Most High God today. If anybody on this planet ought to be happy, it ought to be us. If anybody on this planet ought to be optimist, it ought to be us. Hallelujah. We need to get in the optimist club. Hallelujah. Not the one that the world has, but the one that the church ought to have. Praise God. Amen. We are in the kingdom for a time such as this to represent a great and mighty king. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thy kingdom come. Now. Not the the kingdom that's going to come when the king comes to reign, but the kingdom that's here in our heart and life, right here and right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Forget not all of his benefits who forgives all of thine iniquities. Everybody say all. all. Say it again, all. all. Not some, not most, but all thine iniquities. Who healeth some people of some disease. No, who healeth. We're talking God here. We're not talking about the state of the church. We're talking about God. Come on. I know you can't say it about the church world, but you can say it about your God because it's true of Him. This is the old covenant church who healeth all, 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 all thy diseases. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things. 
so that thy youth, oh, when God's goodness is being realized in your life, thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Who delivers thy soul from destruction. He's a deliverer today. Hallelujah. 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 That's the old covenant. And we have a better covenant established on better promises. For the blood of Jesus thinks of, speaks of better things than the blood of bulls and goats. We are not just the servants of God like David. We are the sons and daughters of God. David couldn't say, Abba, Father, but we can. Jeremiah couldn't say it. Hezekiah couldn't say it. Gabriel, the archangel, couldn't say it. Not Abba. No, no, no. They couldn't say it. But we can and we're supposed to acknowledge that. We're not even supposed to pray until we acknowledge our relationship with God. Our Father. Can you say amen? Our Father which art in heaven. If you being evil, you fathers being evil. Of the flesh. And in my flesh, Paul said, there ain't no good thing. That's why I have to crucify it. Amen. So if you be an evil after the flesh, know how to give good gifts to your children. If a son asks his father for a fish, would he give him a snake? If he asks for bread, would he give him a stone? No. So if you know how to give good things to your children, how much more would your father give good things to them that ask him? Can you say, man, he's not less good than you are. He's not less loving than you are. He's not less giving than you are. But he would seem to be. He would seem to be. The deadness. The absolute depression. That's what hurts me as a pastor. To see it. Day in and day out among covenant children who are nonchalant in the presence of God. Nonchalant as the word is coming forth. Nonchalant while being challenged to believe. Waiting for God to do something to give him credit for faithfulness. Instead of giving him credit for faithfulness so he can do something. It wasn't God's fault they wandered in the wilderness. You know what he said to the generation that chose the evil report over the good and began to accuse him of unfaithfulness? He said not one of those people, not one of those people who were of age to go over and take the land are going to see that land. They will wander in the wilderness until all of them age and die. And I have a new generation that will not accuse me of unfaithfulness while they sit back and be unfaithful to me. See, that's the worst thing the devil can pull you into is to be unfaithful to God in your faith and your trust and then accuse him of being unfaithful because of the lack in your life. The devil don't just want you to be destroyed. He wants to destroy your faith in God. And he wants to destroy others' faith in God. 
If I fall, it's going to hurt somebody. But if I stand, it's going to encourage somebody. And I'm not saying, behold, I stand. I'm saying by the grace of God, I am what I am. And whatever I am declares His grace is sufficient. I'm a representation of the sufficiency of His grace today. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Oh, my God in heaven. We've just had a Holy Communion service focused, double focused on Jesus. How many believe this week you can begin to put some blinders on? Amen. Maybe there's someone in your life that's always negative. Tell them you love them, you're praying for them, but don't carry on much of a conversation with them. Get off the phone as quick as you can. Can you say man? Because you've got to be double focused on Jesus in such a negative time in our history. God has a revival on the agenda for the church of Jesus Christ. Make no mistake about it. I was so glad to have a word of encouragement and instruction for pastors in Pakistan to be live on their on their Facebook or post, whatever it is they have operating live. It's it's amazing in the technology to sit in an office in Plant City and broadcast live to Pakistan. And, and before the day is over, have 145 people that clicked in to watch it. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Pastors and teachers <laughs> and preachers of the gospel. God is sending his word around the world. Done with two cell phones. Big high-tech office. Amen. High-tech studio. Two cell phones set up on a counter while we pull ourselves in front of them so we can, we can talk together. Glory to God. But I'll tell you what, when you see it back, it don't look like. And when you hear it, the sound is perfect. You know why? Because the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I told, I told, we had breakfast and, and he said, I want you to come make a video with me. I feel led of the Spirit. Let's make a video. Can you come right now? And I said, well, I make my radio broadcast under a different anointing than being, being interviewed. He said, well, the Holy Ghost will take care of that. And I said, well, if he's going to take care of it, I'm coming. Amen. Hallelujah. And he did take care of it. And I thought, Lord, look at here. Here I'm sitting in Plant City ministering to ministers in Pakistan under the gun. I've been under, not that kind of gun, but we're all under the gun. Can you say, man, the devil would love to take us all out, but we're in the kingdom. We're in this kingdom of God in this time. Hallelujah for a time. Brother Taylor, he's not done. It's not over. We're in the kingdom for a time just like this today. God has entrusted us with a message of hope and a message of victory to a people in great need of it today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's sing this song and go home. I pray there will be people come. But if they don't come, we're going to go to them. The word, God's going to get His Word out. I told Him, I said, Lord, I'm Yours. Everything I am, everything I'm not, everything I have, everything I've got, it's yours. You open the door, I will preach somewhere to somebody. Somebody's going to get saved. You can't bring this word without somebody getting saved. Somebody's going to get healed. Make no mistake about it, somebody's going to get healed. Somebody's going to get delivered somebody's going to get set free because he sent his word to heal them and to deliver them from their destructions. Can you say, man?
Hallelujah. Let's give him praise for it and celebrate the blood of Jesus, the new covenant.